702. The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. Right, time now for the Africa Report brought to you by SAA, the ones who fly SAA's going route network, now flying to Sao Paulo, Brazil, your gateway to South America. Uh, Crystal Orders, Audison, it is, of course, a Wednesday, so let's catch up uh, with your world and stories we should uh, focus on from the rest of the continent. After months of fighting in Sudan, uh, it, it does appear that uh, there could be a ceasefire on the cards. Yes, good morning, Bongani, and also a face-to-face meeting with the two uh, warring parties and leaders that have been um, at the forefront of this. And this is, of course, quite um, important news because it's the Intergovernmental Authority, which is the regional bloc in the Horn of Africa. They have been behind the scenes working with the different um, kind um, inter- well, the two leaders, in fact, um, and this will signal basically the first time that the two um, will be face-to-face um, sitting in one room, hopefully, and also talking about ending this war. Now, can you believe it, Bongani? This war has been going on since April. It has displaced close to 7 million people. Uh, thousands have been killed and the capital Khartoum is basically a wasteland. And I think there is a realization, of course, from the two leaders, which is, of course, the RFS, RSF's Mohammed um, Hamdi and the Sudan forces, Abdel Fattah, that you can't continue. Now, um, we've seen this humanitarian crisis. We've seen different um, mediators coming on board, and there's been little to show for that. In fact, the big mediators, um, we've seen talks happening um, spearheaded by the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. There's little to show for that. Um, it's not been working. And now we see a renewed push um, from this regional bloc to saying, look, we need to get these um, two together and we need to start looking at getting um, peace in Sudan again. What is quite interesting, the IGAT leaders, um, they also came out very strongly condemning external entities um, for fueling the war and they're saying this is happening through um, interferences and also the producing and a resupplying of arms and I think that was a very important statement from the regional bloc to basically say someone is supplying these leaders with arms and it's fueling this and this needs to stop. So we do see that IGAD is saying look We can't have all these different mediators coming about. So you've got the U.S., you've got Saudi Arabia. We need to have, you know, we we need to have one umbrella body. We have the African Union and consolidate these peace efforts so that we then have not different entities that you then speak to. You have one peace mediator and then you get these um, two to actually speak. So what's happening now, these different um, last minute, one-on-ones with with the RSF and with uh, the army and we're seeing that they've agreed to meet Hamdi and the Sudan army forces and we're looking at that that meeting happening in the next 10 days or so. What What's also going to happen is that they say there's going to be other confidence building meetings happening so that there's a, a level of trust that happens and that hopefully, who knows, by the end of this year, we could see a peace agreement, Bongani. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, an, it's, a, it's one of those stories that the world has simply moved on from, have we not? I mean, I remember receiving calls from uh, panicked South Africans who were stuck in the capital as the conflict began to escalate. And of course, the humanitarian situation there remains dire. There are still shortages of food, of water, of fuel. Uh, Electricity is a no-no. The price of essential items, as you can well imagine, uh, have uh, probably uh, those prices have uh, skyrocketed and the world has just simply moved on because, of course, there are other uh, theatres of conflict that have occupied our minds. Now, about a decade ago, we saw a number of African leaders and governments going on what you might call a lending spree. There was always going to be time, Crystal, to pay back the money. It's time to pay back the money. Hi, Bungani. All right, we got you now. Yeah, continue. Time to pay back the money. Yes, it's it's time to pay back the money, Bungani. And we see this time all eyes on Ethiopia because the finance ministry said it communicated to bondholders that it it couldn't pay the $33 million due um, due to its low foreign exchange reserves. So they're not able to make that coupon payment for um, that Eurobond. And um, as we spoke about it a few weeks ago, Bongani, because I was in Ethiopia, and of course the infrastructure that you have seen um, that I saw there, it's a, it's a sea change from a few years ago, but that comes at a cost, the roads, the, the new train service, the um, expansion of, of the city. And basically, Ethiopia is now joining countries like Zambia and Ghana that's saying, oh, we actually don't have the money. But of course, uh, the finance ministry is saying that, look, they are having a call with the different bondholders on Thursday and that talks between them will be ongoing. And basically, both sides um, seemingly so far have disagreed over how long to extend the maturity and spread of the repayment. This loan amounts to about $1 billion and the bond is maturing in 2024. And if Ethiopia doesn't pay Bongani, there's all sorts of consequences that's attached to it. And they, they, there seems to be then little confidence that the money is going to come. So Ethiopia was, of course, able to secure some debt servicing agreement with creditors including China but the euro bondholders are saying look we want our money and what's interesting we do know it's in fact a year ago Bungani that the warring parties here in Pretoria signed that agreement um, between Tigray and the government we also had COVID so that combination of um, factors and then having the slow foreign exchange reserves and Ethiopia simply saying look we don't have the money. We have to restructure the payment. Um, they're also seeking another loan from the International Monetary Fund. So all of this, Bungani, and it's not only Ethiopia. We, we're still going to see a lot of these other countries that went on this lending spree. Their leaders simply lending money. And ultimately, that money needs to pay back. And I think it's a lesson for South Africa, Bungani, as we also knocking on external yeah. um, actors for money that money has to be paid back at some point at some point